0: and Airbnb, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Euro trip. Quite a quite a quiet week on the podcast news front.
3: Nothing come to mind. Yeah, not a lot going on. I'm afraid, Rob. Wish I had some big news to tell you about, but not not this week. Wow, that's a shame. That's a shame. I
2: was hoping we could. You know, start the episode this week, talking about something big that's coming up, maybe get the listeners excited, get them in the mood for this week's episode and what might still be to come in national selection season. Instead, though, I do have something for you. Let's go. Yeah, what you got? Right. Well, do you remember how we used to, back in the day, stick a little little clip, little tease in the opener as a way of sort of trailing ahead to that week's big guest who would be joining us later on in the podcast? Oh, yeah. Right, so in that little folder that you've got there, there should be a, a bit bit of audio there. Do you wanna do you wanna click for that? Because this should get you and the listeners very excited for what's to come later on in today's podcast.
4: I did not have a kebab for breakfast.
2: <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't work out whether or not it was a kebab or what it was. And if
3: you'd had, had it for breakfast, you would have been my favourite person ever.
4: I should have for breakfast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> incredible, incredible. You'll have to tell everyone who that
2: actually is. So, joining us on this week's episode, Ulrika, off of Norway 2020 that never was, and Melody Grand Prix finalist. And yeah, we, we have a bit of a chat about a kebab coming up later on, on today's episode.
3: As Jonas you know, ola always said, take it away. For me, Eurovision is much more than just a job. but It's part of me. Janis, let me say We were your first-ever Eurovision interview way back in January. (laughs) (laughs) I remember! remember. So Gisli Valtarsson, Iceland's commentator, welcome to the EuroTrip.
4: Thank you very much and thank you for the EuroTrip. I've been listening to you.
3: Being face-to-face, yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) I was going to say your beautiful face. I was like, But it is beautiful as well, though. We were talking on the phone. Yes. Do you want to have a hug? Yes, please. Yeah, that would be great.
2: Cornelia Jacobs, congratulations.
3: Thank you. Give me a hug.
2: Hi there, my name is Martin Aspedal. I am the Executive Supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. You are listening to Eurotrip.
3: Hello and welcome to the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast with me, James. Me, Rob. And joining us this week from Norway is Ulrika. Of course, she was due to represent the country back in 2020 for the contest that never was. And she's returned to Melody Grand Prix this year. And has already made the final, and she's stopping by for a chat with us on the podcast this week. And, importantly, as you've already heard, did
2: not, did not
3: have a kebab for breakfast. <laughs> you'll have to tell us more about this properly, but I honestly thought that was a joke. You actually talked about a kebab with, with Ulrika. That was my first question to <laughs> Ulrika, but you'll hear what led to
2: that answer later on in today's podcast. But it was brilliant to sit down with her. Of course, she's got such a roller coaster journey involving her and eurovision going all the way from 2020 2021 there were rumors that she'd be back i think she confirmed didn't she that she had been given a wild card straight through to the final in 2021 if she wanted it she turned that down now she's back in 2023 and she is through to the final so she's one step away from returning or rather going to eurovision for the very first time this year but also, James, we are talking about another national selection this week as well.
3: Yeah, Germany are due to announce their artists for their national final. So we'll be chatting to Benjamin Hertline from ESC Compact. He's going to be giving us the lowdown on Germany's plans for Eurovision this year. And he will be revealing what he thinks we now know about how
2: the results will be decided. And yeah, as we said, we should probably talk about that little
3: trip we've got to Prague in a few days' time. So I'll be mentioning that later on as well. So we've got all that and more to come. You're listening on Acast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is the Euro trip.
2: So here we go then, James. On the eve of a very exciting weekend, few days for us here on the podcast. Mmm, yeah,
3: I get... To stay in your new spare room. (laughs) Well, 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 well. You think you're staying in the spare room. You're not. (laughs) Right,
2: okay. I was expecting a panicked face from you there, thinking, oh my goodness, I've got nowhere to stay. You will be staying, but you will once again, as you were before we went to Stockholm last year, admittedly Mm.
3: in a different flat, once again, you, sir, will be in the living room. Ah, wonderful. 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 So I'll also be staying somewhere in Prague as well for the few days after that. That's probably the most important part of the story we should have mentioned. We will both be in Prague at the
2: weekend and beyond. That makes it sound like we're staying in Prague forever. <laughs>
3: but yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about this trip in detail a bit more later on, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Rob, we were talking last week about you vision artists we would like to cast in TV and film. Yes, one of my
2: favourite subjects that we have covered here on the podcast, because this all comes from the fact that Sam Ryder, of course, has been cast as a animated character in a children's television show here in the UK. So he's he's the voiceover for for that character. So yeah, it got us thinking, which are the Eurovision stars? Would we cast in any roles from TV and film? Last week, you said that you wanted
3: to <laughs> remind us. <laughs> Rambo Amadeus is the host of the weakest link. You've thought about it. You've had a week to consider it. It works, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it, it works as good as anything else, doesn't it? I I said Yanis
2: from uh, from City Zerny, Latvia, last year as as captain Jack Sparrow, which I'd enjoy very much. But but loads of you've been getting in touch. We'll just go through some of these here. Uh, Ahmad got in touch. Ahmad is uh, head of press for the Czech Republic at Eurovision. More of that to come. He said uh, Renella off of Albania last year, is Tanya's younger sister in the White Lotus, seeking revenge on Greg. Again, if you know, you know, as is the case with all of these, I think. Uh, Blue Zone got in touch, said, uh, Lordy, in Married at First Sight. I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. And uh, Christy said, you know in Friends, when it's Phoebe's bachelorette party and she's disappointed her stripper is Danny DeVito. Well, now he's played by Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't even read it. Now he's played by
3: Dustin the Turkey. <laughs> That's a tremendous one. That is tremendous. Uh, Fergus also got in touch on Twitter. We're at Eurotip Podcast. Uh, if you want to give us a follow and get in touch with us at any time. Fergus said he'd like to see Daddy and Gagnamagnet in the Mystery Machine in Scooby-Doo. Uh, would it work? I think it might work. I feel like they're all a bit quirky enough to sort of... I think there's in enough the of them. Yeah, yeah, I think there's enough of them. That'd be good. Uh, Dean as well said, Daz Sampson, a teacher in Waterloo Road. I mean... I'm not sure it would work, if I'm totally honest with you. I like the theme, sticking to the I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's not the role I'd cast him in, but I probably won't say what role I'd cast him in on the podcast. I feel like he would be, if he was a teacher, it would be that supply teacher you'd get excited about because you get him about twice a year and then sort of regret (laughs) it as soon as the school bell rings to go home. Have I ever told
2: the story on this podcast about, I must have done, about how once in history at school... Uh, I wound the clock forward while the teacher went to the library. To the clock. <laughs> so I wound the clock forward. So there was only 10 minutes to go until like the hour was up, if you know what I mean. And then, yeah, the, the the clock got to the, the hands on the clock got to when the lesson was supposed to finish. But obviously it was like 50 minutes ahead of the actual time. And she went, well, that did go quickly this week. Off you go then. <laughs> so did you get to leave early? Yeah, we did get to leave early. And then eventually she looked at her own watch and realised oh. about 20 minutes later, and then we had to stay the
3: extra time, so it didn't work in my favour. But I reckon Daz would let you off with that. I think you would. <laughs> yeah, I think you would. Uh, one last one from Twitter as well. Joanna uh, at Joanna Ramble on Twitter got in touch and said, "Presenting Sam Ryder as dot dot dot." A lovely gif. of Paddington, the bear. <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were going to
2: say there. Paddington, the toad. <laughs> <laughs> that well-known follow-up. <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much for all of those. Really,
3: really appreciated them. Gave us a right old chuckle. Chuckle. Oh, I'm not sure I enjoyed chuckle. That's a lovely word. Don't say it too often. It'll wear out the joy of it. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a little
2: bit of sick at the back of my mouth. Anyway, thank you to all of you who got in touch with that. And if you want to get in touch with this, if you want to get in touch later on about kebabs... I would love to hear more on that from you guys. So get in touch with that at Eurotrip Podcast, Twitter and Instagram. We are now, of course, on TikTok. We're on Instagram. Uh, James, if anyone is on TikTok or Instagram, they may have seen uh, you and that lovely analogy from your man from Sunstroke project from last week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, the less I said about that, the better.
2: There was a lot of aubergine emojis used when we were posting that. <laughs> So yeah, we're on Instagram and TikTok as well. So go check us out there. And you can also send us an email as well if you want. We are hello at com.
3: Right then, Rob, it's been another busy week. I'll actually, I've just said that and I don't really think it's been as busy as I expected it to be. I feel like the pace has just sort of plateaued out. I feel like the real busy weeks are to come in February, But this time in January, still, a, you know, easing us in. Still a bit quiet. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like we need to make the most of it, right? Mm. I feel like we need to make the most of it. Things are going things to are start popping off. Aren't yeah. They? Well, you can tell that things are a bit quiet because... I'm afraid to say I've taken my foot off the gas, and it, it, this doesn't sound genuine, but I've genuinely forgotten to write the news. So, <laughs> so pleased. Well, I'm both pleased and disappointed that you've just said that there, because I was about to out you. So at I'm... least you've done it yourself. Indeed, yeah, I was, I was, I was having my tea. I kind of forgot about it. I've made some rushed note, but I mean, for each of the stories, it's five words. So you might have to help me flesh out the bone, flesh out the bone, add some flesh to the bone. One of the two phrases. <laughs> I'll be staying well away from your bone. Anyway,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the sake of the on theme of today's podcast, I'm just going to keep talking, so
3: ignore that. Uh, did you have a kebab for dinner? I had a vegetable pasta. I did not. Okay, eat. it's not a kebab. I don't care anymore. No. Please carry on. Let I'll say some things. Maybe you can add a bit more detail. So if I tell you that all of the songs, for example, yeah, you, Rob, all the songs for UMK in Finland have been released... What else do you want to say?
2: I genuinely thought you were going to say something like, if I tell you that all of the songs are out there, some will go to Eurovision. That pretty much sums (laughs) up the news.
3: Not as vague as that. No, all the songs have been released in Finland for UMK. They were releasing them day by day. And now all of the seven songs are publicly released. And now we have to wait until a certain date in February or March for the national final to find out which one. It's in February. It's in February. Thank you, Rob. In Norway, the second heat of Melody Grand Prix took place at the weekend and three more artists qualified to the final. Joining, of course, amongst others, Olvika, who will be speaking to a little bit later on in the podcast. Rob, surely, surely you know the names of the three that qualified at the weekend. Damn right, I do. <laughs> so, of course,
2: qualifying from heat number two, uh, Elsie Bay, of course.
3: Her off of Melody Grand Prix 2022 fame. Uh, Swing it. And Joan. Wonderful. Thank you, Rob. Uh, how about Lithuania? Lithuania's first heat took place at the weekend as well. And a whole bunch of those songs qualified to the next round, I think to the semi-final before they get to the final. They love a heat in Lithuania, don't they? They love a heat. Yeah. So some qualified, some didn't. Oh, what I do know is uh, there's going to be an allocation draw for the semi-finals of the Eurovision Song Contest. Are you just using last week's script now, We. you? Maybe, am I? I think I might be. <laughs> the, the allegation draw is less than a week away. It's going to be on Tuesday, the 31st of January. So by the time we speak to you next, well, that's not actually going to be true. I was going to say by the time we speak to you next, that would have happened. But i tell you, that's a lie because we will have a bonus episode coming. At some point over the next few days when we're in Prague, which we'll tell you about a little bit later on. Um, Monday this week was a bit of a funny one. I felt like every country was going to disqualify somebody from their national final. Uh, In Malta, Aidan has been disqualified for breaking a rule about promotion of the song. So we will no longer see him competing in that national final. Me and you were just reminiscing, weren't we, about the fact that we have seen Aidan performing live, me me and you. Although not in a venue that you'd expect. No, uh, Stockholm, the pre-party last year. A lovely venue. Lovely, the Melfest pre-party, yeah. Yeah, it was good fun. Um, More on disqualifications, if you want. Two artists have been disqualified from Moldova's national selection. You will be pleased to hear, a massive sigh of relief for you listening, that it does not include Sunstroke Project, (laughs) who we chatted to on last week's episode. Go and listen back to that one if you missed it. And there was a concern that Riley from Denmark, from Dancing World League Grand Prix, there was a risk that he was going to be disqualified, but then a few hours later, it all got brushed aside and he will remain In the competition. Uh, And one last little bit of news for you. It is that over in Austria, their artist will be announced in the next seven days.
2: And there are some really intriguing
3: rumours about who or what that artist may be. Oh, is there? I've been off grid today, so I've missed it entirely. You know the hologram rumour that does the rounds every year?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's back and it's fallen at
3: Austria's door this year. So we'll see whether that's <laughs> true, shall we, in a few days' time. Wonderful. Well, apologies about the state of that news, but hopefully you feel more up-to-date than you did before you started listening. I was about to say, hopefully the news next week
2: will be in a much better state, but I think that's unlikely because there is a high probability that me and James may be recording next week's regular episode of the podcast in the departure lounge at Prague International Airport. (laughs) Look forward to that one, everyone. But we'll see whether that actually happens or not. Anyway, we will step across the border then, shall we, from Austria, country you mentioned there at the end of the news, to Germany, because... Germany, of course, have been left behind, haven't they, as a member of the Big Five over recent years. We've seen France do very well, almost winning. We've seen Italy winning the contest. We've seen the UK doing very well. Spain, of course, as well. But Germany have unfortunately not been able to get themselves up that leaderboard. Back in 2018, that was their last result where they got an artist on the left-hand side of the leaderboard. So a really long time since a positive result for them. Well, on Friday this week, we are expecting to find out who will be competing in Unser Lied for Liverpool. Excellent
3: pronunciation. I like how it tails off at the end. You can't do Liverpool in a German accent. It just doesn't work, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But yeah, we'll be finding out those artists later on in the week. So...
2: I thought, shall we get the latest intel on what's going on in Germany, find out more about the selection, find out more about any changes that we've seen in that process for 2023? Well, to do that, I had a chat with Benjamin Hurtlein. He is from ESC Compact, the largest German language publication covering the Eurovision Song Contest. And I started by asking him how he was feeling with just a couple of days to go until those artists are revealed.
1: A little bit of everything, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but most of the time I'm excited. So I'm really looking forward now to get to know the names, uh, who's actually uh, part- participating in the German pre-selection, unser Lied for Liverpool. And actually, I'm, I've am i got a good feeling, I guess, because um, I think the, the German team, they learned a lot from last season. So they really figured out some things they want to change this year and I think they changed it for for good and so yeah I think it will be it'll be okay and uh, I'm really excited and I think there will be a lot of uh, good artists uh, hopefully and um,
2: yeah we'll see. What is different this year because as I said earlier on we we've got some questions in from our listeners and one of the questions that Blue Zone asked on Twitter was what are the broadcaster doing to try and improve results is there still an emphasis on radio friendly songs?
1: No, there isn't and that's the that's the best thing, I guess. So they got rid of the radio jury they had last year, and now they had a more like diverse jury, and the jury didn't really decide, so they just gave their opinion and but the ESC team, the delegation. They decided who will be in the pre-selection and I think that's a good thing because uh, radio friendliness isn't the uh, most important thing as we all know as Eurovision fans, but obviously that was the most important thing last year. And so now they have like, they could take into consideration a lot of other things like maybe... Who's already known in Germany? and you know that's good for the uh, figures and uh, the viewing figures of the pre-selection, which is an important thing as well. and but also, who can give us like a great performance? So I think it will be a very diverse pre-selection, and that's a good thing, I guess
2: you mentioned the the viewing figures there for for the show. and I'm interested as to what the interest is like in germany at the moment for eurovision because of course you've had a run of of quite poor results and has that Mm -hmm. come through in in the viewing figures and in the interest
1: yeah actually it decreased a lot uh during the last years and so i really hope that this year can lift it up again um yeah but the interest interest um uh, yeah is really low and normal people who are not really into Eurovision, like they have those two days during the year. Uh, In Germany, as you know, um, we only have like the final, you know, they don't even know that there are two semifinals, most of the people who are not fans. And of course the pre-selection and most people uh, and the media as well, they have a feeling like no matter what we send to Eurovision, uh, we will never get uh, get back to the top. And uh, as we know, that that's not true because, you know, the UK, uh, they just proved us like you can do it if you have a good song and a good singer and a good performance, of course, uh, then everything's possible. And so we need to get back on that track in Germany again.
2: Benjamin, what do we know about who is going to be taking part in the pre-selection. I know the names aren't officially unveiled until towards the end of this week, but (laughs) the broadcaster themselves released a a teaser video, didn't they, on social media very recently, and have we got a few ideas from that as to who might be in the selection? Yes, as you said, we don't really know, and um, for some artists, we don't really know which song they
1: will send, because there are a few options, but I'm pretty sure that there will be some kind of uh, rock songs. We have two bands that really went forward in the TikTok process. Uh, one is called From Fall to Spring and the um, that's the one. And the other one is called Lonely Spring. And I think one of them at least will be in the lineup or in the TikTok voting because um, as you know, uh, all the fuss that was going around Electric Callboy last year. So I think the uh, NDR really wanted to have some rock tunes in the pre-selection this year. So I think one of them uh, might actually um, be in the process. Then we have some German singer-songwriter. One is called Jona, Jona Selle, and the other one, Florian Künstler. And actually, those songs, they are already very popular so on spotify they have like i don't know more than five six million um streams so i think those two or at least one of them will also be um in the pre-selection um yeah those are t- just to mention a few um so i think one of them uh, or some of them will definitely
2: see in the pre-selection It'd be really interesting to see like you say whether those names are there which other names we get in the selection we don't have long to wait for that of course Coming back to a few of the other questions that we've had in from our listeners about how the act will be chosen. Lauren asks, will it be 100% televote? Will there also be a jury vote? There was another question about if there is a jury vote, who will make up that jury? Will it be all German? Will there be an international jury? Do we know any of those details?
1: I don't really know. But as far as I've heard and there will be a jury voting as well as a public vote and the jury will be international i think Uh, but i don't really know who's in there uh, up to now but at the public vote will be split into two halves there will be one let's call it radio voting of some kind so that people can cast their votes during the websites of um, the public radio stations in Germany, um, already before the pre-selection. Um, but as I heard, that will only only be like a few percentages of the public vote. And then, of course, the televoting um, on the night of Unser Lieb für Liverpool. But like the exact percentages or something, we don't really know now.
2: No, hopefully we'll find that out in the coming days, of course. <laughs> Let's it, hope so. <laughs> it, was good, it was good to get your idea about what we think might be happening. Benjamin, before we go, I've got to ask you, given that you've spoken about some of the names that are potentially in the running to represent Germany, we know that there's been the move away from radio-friendly songs. Are you confident this is the year that Germany gets up the leaderboard, maybe on the left-hand side of the leaderboard, or or even better than that? Of course, I have
1: to say what we always say, that it really depends on the song. So we don't know the songs yet. Um, So let's just wait till Friday. But I really hope that we'll do at least better than The Last Place. (laughs) It shouldn't be so hard. And I really hope that there will be some good songs. There will be some songs who can do good at Eurovision, which is something different. And... I really hope that the um, German delegation will, be, will manage to put on a good performance this year because I think that was also something um, that was not the best during the last years to get the best out of the songs we sent. Um, and so I really hope that th- this year they will improve on that. And as always, uh, yeah, I'm just hoping
2: for the best and I think it will be good. Benjamin, thank you so much for joining us on the Euro trip. Been great to have
3: you on. Thanks, Bob. Bye. A big thanks to Benjamin for joining us on the podcast. Ages since we had Benjamin on the podcast, chatting all things Germany. Uh, Looking forward to that national final on March the third. March the third, and I just had a look at what time it starts.
2: Ten twenty local time. Ten twenty local time. Yes, so nine nine twenty here in the UK. But yeah, ten twenty local time. It's like Eurovision twenty twelve all over again. (laughs) <laughs> hope engelbert will be up watching it uh also apologies there for benjamin's audio i hope you could hear what he said i think you definitely could i was gonna say it sounded like he was uh, speaking to me from a cupboard he literally was literally was speaking <laughs> to me from a perspex cupboard so that might explain that
1: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today.
0: Like what you're hearing? Make sure to leave us a review and a rating whenever you're listening.
3: I think it is about time we chat about Prague this coming weekend, ESCZ. I was just I was just saying things there, just any words that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might remember on last week's podcast... Are oh, we you said, going with that? Are you rolling with yeah, that? We're going with that? that we're get, yeah, we're going <laughs>
2: with that. You might remember on last week's podcast that we said there was some very exciting news that we could potentially tell you about, but we couldn't tell you about, and we weren't sure whether it was definitely happening at the time that we recorded last week's podcast. Well, as you will have seen... It is happening, and me and James are co hosting the Czech Republic selection for Eurovision 2023. Not a sentence I expected
3: to be saying. Absolutely ridiculous. I've got goosebumps saying it. <laughs> How do you think you would have felt if uh, two and a half years ago, when we f- did the first ever episode, we finished recording and I said, one day <laughs> we'll be in the Czech Republic <laughs> hosting their national selection. It's mad, isn't it? Like, it's really
2: mad. We should clarify what our role is, by the way, in the show. So a wonderful Czech host called Adam Misik, who is doing the the honours of of kind of hosting the show, He's the he's the front man, if you will. And uh, and me and James will be interviewing the artists before you see them perform on the show. So of course, ESCZ is on Monday evening at 9 p.m. Central European Time, 8 p.m. UK time. You can watch it on the official Eurovision YouTube channel. But yeah, mine and James's job is to is to interview the artists before they take to the stage. It's an important job. We're we're very
3: happy to take it. And also, James. I've never been to Prague before. No, it's a good way to kill two birds with one stone. You get to go to a city you've never been to before and host a TV show you've never, well, I was going to say hosted before. Of course you haven't. <laughs> do two great things to do at the weekend. You make us look like I'm going by myself. You're definitely coming though, yeah? I am, yes. There's a flight booked for me. There's a hotel room booked for me and I'll be alongside you, yeah. So you'll have seen Melfest before. You'll have seen Melody Grand Prix often there will be clips of the the artists being interviewed before they go on stage. That is exactly where you will see me and Rob. So we'll be chatting to the artists, finding out all about the song, all about them, how they're feeling before they perform live for you on TV. Really exciting. So honoured, pleased, delighted, excited, all of these words
2: to have been asked by the Czech broadcaster to do the honours. And James, you alluded to it earlier on. We will, of course, have at some point, because we don't quite know our schedule yet, because we're going to be very busy doing that job. But at some point during our time in Prague, we will have a bonus episode from there, bringing you all the latest from ESCZ and everything we're getting up to in Prague. So do keep an eye on your podcast feeds for that.
3: Yeah, so we'll hopefully be bringing you chats with the artists on the podcast as well, take you behind the scenes, and Rob, it would only make sense if we try our best to catch up with We Are Dommy as well. We're in their, we're in their homeland, we're on their stomping ground, we should we should make a big effort to bring them back to the pod. Fingers crossed, it'd be brilliant to do that,
2: wouldn't it, to chat to Benjamin Casper and Dominika, but yeah... Very excited and thank you for all of your support. Honestly, we've got so many messages. Can't read them all out because there are so many, but it means so much. So thank you to all of you who've been in touch.
4: You're listening to the EuroTrip,
0: your favorite Eurovision podcast.
4: When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest.
3: That's right. This is the Eurotrip. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget you can uh, keep in touch with us online. We love to hear from you. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on TikTok as well and email us hello at eurotrippodcast dot com. Uh, now, a moment ago, we were just talking about Prague. Our best ambitions are to bring you a, a bonus episode live from the Czech capital, but it's going to be a very busy week next week. We'll also be bringing you your regular Episode of the Euro trip on the Wednesday, but also at some point, probably on the Monday, it's the return of Melfest Monday. Melfest Monday does indeed
2: return on Monday. Terrified that we're already there, but very excited to be talking all things Melfest once again because, yes. As is now tradition, we will be with you every single Monday for the duration of Melody Festival and we will be reacting to everything that happened at the weekend, we will be previewing everything that is happening in the coming week and of course on that first episode, so on next Monday's show, we'll be having a bit of a chat about the competition in general, we'll be previewing heat number one which is taking place in Gothenburg and we'll also have a special guest joining us to talk us through what to expect as well.
3: And don't forget, two special guests joining us as well. Two of the artists competing in the very first heat. And I don't think we could be joined by two better guests. Absolutely. We've definitely hit the right tone with that, haven't we?
2: <laughs> See what you've done there. That's awful. That was bad. But yes, Melfest <laughs> Fest Monday returns on Monday. Me and James haven't worked out quite when we're recording it or where we're recording it or indeed how. But we'll be bringing you something. <laughs> On Monday. This is
3: Melvis Monday, live from Prague. Always on our toes, always on the ball. But shall we get to kebab chat? Yes,
2: that kebab chat, on the way in just a second. But we are staying in Scandinavia because we are chatting Melody Grand Prix. James mentioned the three artists that made it through from heat number two in the hastily gathered and loosely delivered news earlier on. Of course, heat number three of Melody Grand Prix follows this Saturday. And then, next weekend, we will have the final. And in that final will be Ulrika, who will be hoping to return to Eurovision. But of course, technically, she's never been before. Ulrika was Norway's entry for the Eurovision that never was in 2020 with her song, Attention. She was then given the chance to have a wildcard straight through to the final of Melody Grand Prix, In 2021, she turned that down. She'll explain why she turned it down in this interview. She didn't go back in 2022, but now in 2023, she feels like she has the song to win it and to represent Norway again. That song is honestly, and we will talk all about that song in this conversation. But we start differently than a lot of other interviews will with Ulrika. And that's what I say to her I say, I didn't want to make this boring. Let's do things differently. So here's what happened when we caught. So Ulrika, welcome to the Euro trip. It's brilliant to have you.
4: Hi, so amazing to be here.
2: Now, I want to start this interview, hopefully unlike anyone else has started any of their interviews with you so far, because this is just what I've learned about you in the last 24 hours or so from your Instagram story.
4: Oh, Oh, now I'm so excited. (laughs)
2: So my first question is, what did you have for breakfast? Because it looked incredible. If it is what you had for breakfast, it looked like a big breakfast. For
4: breakfast,
2: you were with Christopher, your manager, or was it dinner?
4: Oh no, it was last night. <laughs> I did not have a kebab for breakfast.
2: <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't work out whether or not it was a kebab or what it was. And if you'd had had it for breakfast, you would have been my favourite person ever.
4: <laughs> I for breakfast <laughs> no i just i just didn't repost his story until this morning because i was so tired yesterday <laughs> <laughs> that
2: makes a lot more sense okay so we've, we've we've got that we've learned that you had a kebab for dinner last night not oh, for breakfast it was so good <laughs> what, what what do you have on your kebab this is the important question do you have all the sauces as well
4: yes and i have a lot of cheese feta cheese and regular cheese oh I That's love fact. cheese.
2: <laughs> I'm just hungry now. I'm just hungry now. Yeah. Okay, so the second thing, the second thing I want to know from your Instagram story, uh, the dog that you posted on your Instagram story, is that your dog?
4: It's my dog. Her name is Onyx.
2: Onyx, what a brilliant name. How long yeah. have you had her for?
4: Uh, I've had her for three years. I got her uh, during COVID uh, and she was already four years old because I just posted on my Instagram story because Everything, we were were in lockdown and everything was so sad. (laughs) I just sang, uh, we have a Norwegian song. It's like, I want a dog. It's a song that you sing that. And someone just replied, we have a dog you can borrow. (laughs) And I was like, I'll take her. But I I was supposed to have her for like a few days and I still have her.
2: (laughs) Well, (laughs) things are obviously going well between the two of you. Yeah
4: yeah I just love that dog so I was like I'm not giving her back you just need to give her to me it's my dog now
2: (laughs) (laughs) well now we know that you had a kebab for dinner and you've got a great dog see what a great start to the interview (laughs) I feel like Ulrika that I should probably talk to you about your song about Melody Grand Prix about Eurovision let's let's go back to 2020 of course which is where we kind of have to start with you and your eurovision roller coaster that i that yeah. i will call it because you you were you were super close well you were there you had the ticket to go to eurovision in in 2020 as we know yeah what's it been like being on that journey kind of emotionally for you because not being able to go despite being selected in 2020 being offered the chance to perform and, and have a song in the final in 2021 and then finally having a song once again in the final now in 2023 (laughs) with another chance I mean what's that being like to try and get
4: your head around Uh, yeah and I mean it was just a super crazy year because when I won in Trondheim we also had the voting issues in the final so the thing I learned about like in 2020 is that uh, there's a short way between the highs and lows in life (laughs) Uh, so it was just Super crazy, emotional. Um, and at the same time, I lived with my manager, Christopher. Uh, and Eurovision was not just my dream; it was his dream as well. And at the same time, as Eurovision got canceled, he also lost his dad to cancer. So it was just too much emotions, uh, in one place. And uh, I mean, we were sad. We were angry. We were uh disappointed. Uh, and we were happy and we were sad again. Like, it was just so, so crazy. And when I think back at that year, it kind of just feels like a movie. It's, it's hard to remember being in it in a way, because at, when when you get like the news that your um, vision is canceled, the thing you want to do is scream and cry. But like, you know that 10 minutes later, you have to be on TV, on the national news, like uh, talking about it so you can't let your emotions out. Um so it was just a super weird year. But I mean, both me and my manager, we learned a crazy amount of things. <laughs> um, and I feel like now we are just even stronger, we're more hungry, we're more ready for Eurovision than ever. Uh so I think like we learned so much that um we can bring into this competition and this year, and uh I'm so psyched. I really, really, really want to represent
2: Norway. <laughs> I want to talk about the bond between you and you and Christopher, your manager. You, you've yes. already referenced him in the in the interview because I was I was reading and I was researching before speaking to you this afternoon and he's been such a special and important person in, in all of your career and, and has, has inspired your, your entry, honestly, this year.
4: Yeah, I, actually, it feels like I've known him forever. But we met in 2018. I had to look at him now because I'm so bad at numbers. (laughs) I forget everything. (laughs) Uh, But um, we just had an instant connection and we moved in together. And he he wasn't planning on being my manager. We were first just friends. But I was doing a TV show called um, Battle of the Stars where you do different genres and stuff. And he just started doing things a manager would do <laughs> and I was like hmm, because I was looking for a manager and I was like oh he's living in my apartment <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and then we just we were just best friends and uh, it's kind of weird when you experience so many different things and so many like uh, weird things together you just you get a special bond and that's what happened with me and Christopher and Twenty twenty made it even uh even more special. And at first it was tricky as well because we almost uh lost each other uh in the whole grieving progress and and everything. Uh but now, today, uh we he's like my brother. <laughs> I mean he's the he he's is. the
2: kind of guy you can share a kebab with late at night.
4: You can absolutely share a kebab with him. <laughs> and and I mean my whole family uh they're just loving him and he he spends Christmas holiday with us and we're always together and uh yeah he's just like the the last brother my parents never had
2: <laughs> Let, let's talk about your entry because it is so special and it feels like it's it feels like there's still some of attention the in there it feels like there is still some of <laughs> still some of the song that was so special to you but it's almost evolved into what we get this year
4: Oh, thank you. That, that was really nice, because that's what I wanted to do as well, because I loved Attention. And uh, Attention was like maybe the first song I felt like I had found my my voice, my my sound and everything. Um, So I knew that if I uh, were coming back, I wanted to have a song that uh, was a bit like Attention, but not Attention. <laughs> and that was really difficult writing that song, because um i mean people like the tension and and uh trying to write something similar but not it was really really difficult and uh but it feels like honestly feels like a more grown up me um and it's the most uh, vulnerable and personal song i've ever written and um and also it just like the whole um the whole show and everything feels uh it feels a bit like we wanted to bring some elements from attention with like the warm lighting and stuff because uh there's some nostalgic with that and but the dress and and me and everything feels um more more vulnerable and like uh, I've been saying I wanted the dress to feel because attention was a really strong dress like power uh, and now I have like a bit see through dress. It's more vulnerable, and I also wanted, um, the fabric to represent like uh, snow in Norway, because when you have like new snow, and in the morning when you get the sunlight on it, it shines just the way as the dress does. <laughs> and and we wanted to bring like, uh, when we sing uh, til evitid um, we also wanted to do something, uh, that represent Norway, but uh that was natural for me to do and, and Televetyd is like a really romantic and poetic way of saying forever uh, to someone in Norway so it just felt uh, like the right thing to sum up everything with <laughs> and also I wanted to try to surprise people because um, I, honestly and attention is like a, a proper Eurovision ballad but uh, I w- we were thinking like how can we and uh, do something that will surprise the listeners when they hear it for the first time and maybe like the second time as well so it was really hard because everyone was releasing snippets of the song um, and everyone was like doing almost a minute and we were like we cannot do a minute of the song because then we will be revealing too much <laughs> so we had like 32 seconds and everyone was like uh, what is happening? Isn't the song ready yet? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> um, so that was just because we wanted people to have like the first. Oh, is that Norwegian? Or oh, well, oh, oh. and and when the first course is done, you get like the the strings doing the da, da 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 da, and you're not ready for that. So we just wanted to keep that the surprise element there. So we're really really proud of the song, and yeah, I'm so happy.
2: I, I know that we we have basically no time left together, unfortunately. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just wanted to say that the way that the song builds, the way the strings come in, it's it's brilliant. So oh, well you. done to you and and also the rest of the rest of the team who have worked on thank your entry this you. year, oh, Ulrika, The last thing I want to do is to just give you an opportunity to to talk to our listeners. Anyone who might be listening to this, who can who can vote for you in in Melody Grand Prix and hopefully in a few months time also vote for you at the Eurovision Song Contest. What would you like to say to them?
4: Oh I would just like to say uh, thank you so so much for all the love, uh, the messages, everything. I'm trying to read it all and it means so so much to me and my biggest dream is to travel around Europe meeting all of you and having a great party and spread love and music. Uh, Yeah so that's so that's
2: what I want to do. <laughs> we'll see you at the pre-parties. Fingers oh. crossed, and Fingers all crossed. the best, of, all the best of luck in in the final of Mardi Grand Prix. Thank you so much for talking Thank to us on the Trip.
0: When you aren't listening, find us on social media at EuroTrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram.
3: I feel like that interview with Ulrika there was just carnage <laughs> from the very start what on earth was going on there we had so much fun honestly
2: it was so nice to talk to her I know she was doing a load of interviews the same day that obviously we had the opportunity
3: to speak to her brilliant to have her on the podcast and I just wanted to do things a bit differently and I think she enjoyed it we had a lot of fun it sounded like it and also nice to get an artist come out the shell a bit sometimes you know as well as I do Rob, well, but you get a, uh, an artist who does loads of these interviews back to back And you can tell if you're at the back of the pile, (laughs) back of the queue, and they're a bit down. But yeah, clearly, she was out of her shell, had a little bit of fun. Really nice to hear. Very excited to see her performing the final as well uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, absolutely. So good luck to her. Good luck to all
2: the other artists, of course, as well, who will eventually make it through to the final of Melody Grand Prix 2023. Now, me and James have got a lot of prep to do before Prague, so we should probably wrap up today's
3: episode of the podcast but of course James before that it is time for the one second song mm, I think I caught it up by four points last week have you checked the notebook I've forgotten I think I closed the gap so I'm fairly close to you but you've got an opportunity to extend your lead because I've selected the song for you to play with this week and I'm I'm gonna let you know now I think it's a bit of a stinger a stinker is in really difficult and I'm not gonna get it I, I, I do fear that. I really do. I do love a challenge. Here it comes then. This week's one second song. You. Yeah, I've got it. Immediately? Yeah, I think I've got it. Wow. Although I've forgotten his name and he's been on the podcast. That's unfortunate. Okay. So he, Rob is looking for four points here. You can play along at home too. You're trying to guess the Eurovision song from that very first second. You're looking for the song title, the artist, the country it represented and the year. It took part in the Eurovision Song Contest. I can see Rob on my screen in front of me, he's sort of miming the lyrics along in his head to try and figure out who and what it is. Let's hear it one more time just to help you along. You. Right. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. You said it was a stinger, but I've
2: definitely got it. So the current scores, you asked earlier on, because you closed the gap last week, it's currently me 12, you 11. So there's only one point in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm now going at this really confidently after you said it was a stinker. I would like to prove you wrong. I believe it is Norway, 2010, Diedrich Tangen, and My Heart is Yours. I didn't think you'd do it. Incredibly, you have all four points. I am delighted with that. I've told the anecdote before why I know that song very well. I'm going to tell it again in a minute for any new listeners, but let's have a listen to that song first. You
4: are like a sunset Behind a mountain
2: Somewhere And when I cannot see
3: Yeah, very impressed you managed to get that one. All four points. Can we hear the anecdote, though? Because it's been over two years since I've last heard it, and I must hear it again. (laughs) I was going to say, you've clearly forgotten about it. Uh, That song, very uh, special to
2: me, because back in 2010, when I was at high school, I wrote the lyrics to that song in the Valentine's Day card that I gave to my first
3: ever girlfriend and claimed that I'd come up with the passage myself. (laughs) (laughs) And the rumours state that you've never shown affection in any way better than that ever since. I am, of course, getting married later this year. And maybe, maybe I should use the lyrics of that song in the (laughs) vows. See if you can sneak them in. I do wonder, actually, if you did have to choose a Eurovision song and squeeze some lyrics into your wedding vows, which song and which lyrics would you choose? There we go. That's it. Maybe we go a bit more mainstream than
2: that. Which Eurovision song did you play at your wedding? That's what we want to hear. At Eurotrip Podcast, Twitter and Instagram. Get in touch on the email as well. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com. What Eurovision song did you play at your wedding? Because I do have a story about that. And obviously, I've not got married. It was at someone else's wedding. And I'll tell you about that next
3: week. Any Eurovision and wedding-related stories, get in touch. We'd love to hear them. Uh, remind us of the scores. You closed the gap. You got four points, so that means you now lead by... I didn't close the gap, mate. I extended the gap. It is now now gap. Five points clear. It's now Rob, 16, James, 11. Wonderful stuff. I will attempt to close the gap in Prague Airport next week. <laughs> Which is when, I was going to say, when we'll next join you. We will be back with you at some point... Before then, definitely for the first episode of seven of Melfest Monday, that will be in your podcast feed. First thing on Monday morning, we'll be chatting all things Melfest, as we mentioned before. And at some point, maybe on Sunday, or maybe you're going to get two episodes on the Monday, we will be previewing ESCZ uh, Czech Republic's national selection for the Eurovision Song Contest this year. Live from Prague life from Prague, you can tune in we will be there interviewing the artists on your screen make sure you tune in it's going to be available on the official eurovision youtube channel at 8pm uk time 9pm central european time so make sure you tune in and uh, let us know what you think maybe we'll be rubbish you can let us know <laughs>
2: don't know we don't want that we don't want
3: to hate we don't want to hate messages don't do that but yeah
2: do let us know if you're tuning in on Monday of course we'd love to to get your messages maybe while you're watching along do make sure you're you're at us on uh, on Twitter and Instagram and also keep across our Instagram and TikTok as well because we will do our best if we have the time to bring you some behind
3: the scenes coverage from Prague when we're there as well absolutely so Until we speak to you again, either on your TV screens or in your podcast feeds, make sure you keep in touch with us. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok, of course. Uh, You can email us, hello at eurotrippodcast.com, and you can read all of our exclusive stories on eurotrippodcast.com. And make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and rate us five stars. From me, James, it is goodbye. And from me, Rob, it is goodbye. This is the part where we play the news bed <laughs> and the n- n- point of the episode where I noticed I've not written any news.
0: <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.